Welcome back to Malusi Network and we are back with episode two and today's guest is going to be my good friend Josh Pierce and we're going to talk to him how he juggles a full-time job and the camera as he does a bit of a side hustle which we're going to get to hear about. I'm excited to see how Josh is getting on. We haven't caught up in a while but yeah so sit down, relax and let's go right in. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to welcome you, my good friend, Josh Pierce. How are you doing, my friend? I'm very well, Sean. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Nice weather outside. Oh, it's been a bit So, yeah. where are you right now? Where are you? I am currently in my basement room stroke office uh, in my lovely abode in Mid Wales. Lovely, lovely. So, let's begin. Marches, what's happening there and how is your full-time job? Let's begin with that. Yeah, okay. Um, so I've been working in a school for about eight years now. Um, I started off in the um, finance office doing a business and admin apprenticeship, um, which was something I was really interested in doing because um, the, the the part of business that I was lacking at the time was, was definitely the, the day-to-day running and bookkeeping um invoicing that kind of thing um so i completed that apprenticeship um really enjoyed working with the school um so i've continued to work there for about eight years now however i'm now the school's attendance officer who's uh in charge of making sure as many kids as possible come to school um i bet you're busy right now (laughs) actually i am i am because obviously with what's going on um no kids are coming to school because uh, we're in shutdown, but with the exception of probably about 10 to 20. Um, so I've been actually given the task of contacting every single parent uh, in the entire wow. school. Um, just <laughs> getting out. How many students? Uh, 1,400 and I think 67 or something around that mark. So, yeah, that's a lot of phone calls. That's a lot of phone calls. <laughs> so you're now a call centre. <laughs> yeah, I really do feel like I've got my perfect call centre voice sorted. Oh, God, it's just, I just hate the sound of my own voice. So, yeah, it's, it's not been great. But, no, it, it, you know, you've got to grind. You've got to get the gotta get, yeah, get, gotta get the work in to earn the pennies, haven't you? Yeah, so in terms of being an apprentice to then working your way up to the attendance officer, how, how was that process? Was it just you and then there was, like, four people in the way? Or is it, like, just after apprentice, you now become the manager? Or how does that, how do you get... And also, when you were there, it was also a school at the time, right? And it changed to being an academy. So how was that transition as well? Yeah, sure. Well, um, it was. I think it turned into academy about 12 months before I started, which um, for those who don't know, the difference between um, a regular school uh, that's run by the local authority, so in our case, it would be Shropshire Council, uh, and becoming an academy, it gives schools a lot more freedom um, in terms of contracts and, and how we invest the money back into the school. Um, which is probably why they needed an extra body in finance for that first 12 months, um, just to see it's going to handle. But um, as soon as I've completed the apprenticeship, um, I went on to, um, uh, I was told there wasn't going to be a job at the end of it because they just get more apprenticeships in, which is what they've what they've done. But I was lucky enough to be given a, a job with a site team where I've learned a lot of manual skills, which I wouldn't have otherwise learned, which have come very, very handy um, as I've been moving on older in life. Um, yeah. Then 
uh, applied for a job in the admin office and got this job doing um, part attendance, part admin. And I've managed to work my way up from there to being the school's full-time attendance officer, which is a, a really good meaty job to get your hands stuck in in the deep end with all the bits and bobs that goes on with the school. Yeah. So in terms of obviously them not saying they've got nothing on for you and then there's another job available in a different embar- different department in the school, do you think without you saying, yeah, go ahead and do that to then be where you are, you wouldn't have got the job? Oh, definitely. They, the, I think the reason they've kept me on and given me the opportunities to progress from, say, um, being a member of the site team to being sort of a more um, a safeguarding type type role, which I'm at now, is because they've all seen my work ethic. I've always got on with it. Um, you know, I absolutely love jumping in the deep end. I, I quite enjoy being in high pressure environments as well, um, which, which, which helps working in a school and doing the role that I'm doing now. Um, and it, it, that's, that's good with business because, you know, you are under a lot of pressure a lot of the time. I'm, you know, I've been uh, lucky enough to have a lot of support through my years as well. But no, it's, it's been really good. I've been really enjoying it. Very good. So how do you manage all that and then have a side hustle? Because a lot of people want to have a side hustle. They don't jump. They think about it. They've actually got the skills but then they don't go ahead and do it. So how did you begin your side hustle? And would you like to tell everyone what that side hustle is and what are you using at the minute? Because in your industry, I see you on Twitter because you are the Twitter king. Um, <laughs> You're too kind, Sean. This camera, this. This camera, this. Well, coming from a leafy network with no followers at the minute, but that will seem to change today because the Twitter king, I'm sure, will give a shout out. I'll give you a few cheeky um, little retweets. If anyone listens to this wants a few cheeky little retweets, just give me a shout. Hit me up on Twitter. I'll help as many of you as possible to grow whatever it is that you're doing. Um, but no, to answer your question in terms of um, you know having a side hustle, as you call it, and you know actually finding the time and bits like that, it's it's something that's it's taken a long time to grow, to be honest. Um, as with anything that's worth having, it does take a lot of time um an, an investment of time because you know you, you a lot of people who've got good ideas and they you mean i speak to a lot of people and the ideas that they've got you know wow that's 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 right on the money you could make a lot of money from that or you know this could be your your career but i, I it's just people just don't seem to have i don't know if it's not having faith in themselves or what but you know it, it's something you can gradually build it, it, it's, i'm one of the lucky ones because um i do have a full-time job uh, alongside with my photography um so i started photographing when i was 14 i'll, I'll cut this story really really short you know just to keep the listeners interested um because i lived on a farm in in, in rural mid wales and uh, we had a motocross track there and just to just kill time at the weekends and just um started taking photos of the riders and a few of them wanted to buy them off me so i was like all oh, right okay um fantastic so i think i was in year nine um, what was I in your time when I saw my first image and it was just like wow someone actually thinks this is good enough to be on their wall um, I, I was just amazed at that fact and um, as I grew up a little bit more you know when you get to your 16, 17, 18s, you kind of lose track of, of whatever you're doing in life and that, and that sort of thing and, and uh, you know you know, you sort of go out more and your priorities sort of shift and change towards your social life um, especially for me because living in such a rural area and then moving to an area where I could just walk five minutes away and, and go see my mates was fantastic. But I'm glad I've come back into the photography now um, because, it, you know, it's created so many opportunities for me. 
um, and what I've what I've managed to grow from nothing. I'm 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 a little bit proud of. I know I've got a long way to go um, for where I want to be, but you know it's it's certainly going in the right direction. Yeah, for sure. Like when we're talking about people, the long game. Like I've seen even from the short, from just you taking the pictures to then now what you do with editing and the creativity with the gifts and everything to make it relevant to what people want to see is massive. Like say when I did my first festival, literally six months and I was meant to be ready where something like that should really have taken two years to prepare and get the right team and stuff. And obviously with your kind of thing, it's so solely a one man kind of thing yeah. to start in terms of what you do or, so how is that? Who makes you accountable to be like, right, this year I'm going to go and do this. Next year I'm going to focus on this. This year I need to have this camera because when I see in terms of the long game, it's who you be in contact with and you talk about cameras, what event you go to where you might not get paid and then some people open certain door for you and you might not be photographing this and that. Is it just worth taking everything or saying with direction in terms of do you find that obviously after you've started just enjoying it and then say right I'm going to focus on weddings I'm going to focus on sport I'm going to focus on this yeah sure well I I, I predominantly do um sport um my sports photography uh, company is called South Sports Photography um so that's what I predominantly do however I'm swifting um switching, switching directions a little bit um and I'm doing more proms and things like that just because uh, obviously working in the school um, I saw one uh, photographer who who did our school's prom, and I thought, no, I could, I, I'd like, I like a slice of the action of that. So I approached our school and yeah. said, look, have some faith in me, let me do it, and you know, if it goes wrong, fine, never use me again, but give me the opportunity and show, I'll show you what I can do. Um, and I'm so so glad I did because it just opened so many more uh, doors for me to do other work, uh, the paid work, which is more important um in, in the future and it's helped me invest more money into my business um but the the, the key part of photography um, and running a photography business is is not constantly investing in a new camera because you don't need a new camera every 12 months i mean sure it'd be great to have like all the latest new equipment um, but it's better to expand your business in terms of um what you can offer people um so i've uh, as well as doing match action stuff which is what i've started off doing um, I've grown my name out there and I've made a lot of contacts um, in, within the football industry and sports industry in general. Um, I've recently created a package where uh, I take photos in front of a green screen uh, put the, and go to youth clubs um, for photograph their players, uh, put them on some really, really nice, smart-looking graphics um, and, and sell those back to the parents with a lot of commission going back to the clubs. So the parents are happy because they've got this like really unique product um, that they otherwise wouldn't be able to get. And it's good value for money as well, which is the key element for me. I've Everything I've always done, I've wanted it to make good value for money because I've seen so many photographers out there charge like £75 for like three images. And I just, I, I, I get it. I can see why they're trying to pay that much, but people won't buy it for that much. And if they do, you know, you're more likely to sell more if you're doing it at a lower rate, more recommendations. So it just goes just by tweaking your pricing, right? You know, which is something it's it's hard to get right with pricing and to, with an industry like this in a service. But, you know, once you find so, your sweet spot, go on. So you're saying if I was going to start in the photographic game and had my camera, um, one, well, you'd recommend me a good one. <laughs> and then instead of me purchasing a camera every year, I should grow the elements around the camera. So the other parts of 
what I'm actually focusing, not just focusing on the nice lens. It, obviously, that's important to have a camera that yeah. does the job, but the elements around the camera is important. Yeah. So, so like the editing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. So it's 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 good to invest in, you know, good good a good camera and a good lens, obviously, because, you know, you're going to improve the quality of your your work. But it's also really important. Um, so, so in recent years, um, like doing this problem, I've invested money where I would have upgraded my camera into a high-speed events printer um, and, then, and then some studio lights and backdrops some stands it's and uh, do laptops all all these other bits that you know these other bits that just add up in price and cost that like if you just keep keep niggling away chiseling away at getting all this gear you know in sure in four or five years time you know all I'm sure everyone who started out now will will be uh, we're catching up with me, but it's my job to try and stay ahead of those people <laughs> and get ahead as much as I can. But, you know, yeah, it's definitely worth investing in in um, more equipment in terms of, um, which gives you more flexibility to do different work than solely just getting a camera. Because if you've just got a camera, you've just got a camera. If you've got a camera and lights, ah, you've got you've got the startings and the makings of a studio. And if, you've got, and if you've got your printer, you've got, ah, you've got your camera, your studio, and an on-site printer, you can do events. Fantastic. And it's all about just building up those things and, you know, just building your business and building your own portfolio, really. Yeah. So in terms of, say, it's not, I've seen bits of your stuff, how you've done it. It's say, for me, for example, I go to f- take pictures of a football game and I spend probably, say, it takes you three hours and I know you do stuff with Whitchurch and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it's actually the editing that's the one that takes the time, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, um, when you give a price or anything like that, they just assume you're paying for the time for the shoot. So say if I was doing a football match, uh, we're talking, well, including halftime, about, about around two hours. Um, however, you know, when you go through, say, um, anywhere between 600 to 1,000 images, depending on, on the action of the game, um, that's a lot of images to get through. So it yeah. takes it takes a long, long time to sort through the best ones, the ones you want to edit, and, and just to try and get, get the best you can out of your own images um, because my 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 theory is you're only as good as the last image you post. So you could have a hundred really really strong images, but if the last image you've put is slightly out of focus or or there's something just not quite right with it, that's what people see and that's what your brand is is going to be associated with is that last image, which is why it's really important for me. I'm really really fussy um, with what I put out there because um, like everyone yeah, says it's yeah. you know it's quality over quantity for me definitely. Well, I definitely seen from how when I just even went on like your Instagram to just do a bit of research from when you had your logo from like with the red and blue <laughs> salad. Yeah. So now the pictures like the one you got at the race course, which I will post that on my Instagram if you can send me yeah, that later on, and it just shows how the hard work and the change from starting from that to where you are now, you've obviously progressing and stuff, and this leads to me where. I think we had a conversation about last year about when I think you were struggling a bit in terms of when you reached your goal, because I know how proud you are of being Welsh and stuff, oh, yeah. and then getting to photographs and seeing you taking pictures of someone like Gareth Bale. Oh, unbelievable. And I don't know if it was in the same year that then you also went to Wembley. Yeah. Um, was that the same year? Uh, so in terms of people who don't obviously... So, I know it might be in the year after or something, was it? Or? Uh, Wembley was a year before, so photographing Wales for the first time, um, which was it's been a lifetime ambition of mine ever since I picked up a camera. 
really. Um, you know, it was just an absolutely unbelievable experience to, to photograph whales and to see them win, uh, which is r- quite rare if being a Welsh fan up until very recently, was absolutely amazing. But no, um, I, I, think it was, I think it was the year before I went to Wembley and it was, I was just absolutely buzzing. You know, this, this small little lad from mid Wales who's not really got a big reputation with the big boys was sat in between two full-time professionals with about 15 grand's worth of equipment each. And there was me with my little my little camera and my little lens in comparison to theirs, um, with, which cost me yeah. probably about anywhere between 1300 to 1500 pounds. And I was just, I was just in complete awe of the situation. It was a fantastic experience, which it, it made, it motivated me even more to be like, okay, there's, there's hundreds of other people in the same situation to me. And there's hundreds of other people in, in better situations to me. How can I catch up with those better with me? What can I do to stand out more? Um, which is why, you know, I've, I've been really, really pushing my, my brand over the last 12, 18 months um with with other clubs and just helping as many sort of grassroots clubs as I possibly can because that's you know quite if you by helping the small guys out you know you never know where that where that opportunity might lead you but no like you say photographing Wales for me being a very proud Welshman uh was just yeah. was yeah I, if I ever beat that that feeling of walking out um and photographing yeah. L Ramsey and all that I, I'll yeah I'd be very amazed yeah, and then this is why I lead to me growing this network in terms of, especially someone who's doing a business on their own kind of thing, how we can grow a network that gets people accountable for like certain things or just in the same environment. Like what then, you know, when you've achieved the, what I used in my last podcast, like the big Ben of clocks going to Wembley and going to uh, photograph Wales and what you've started off small video in your local football team to going to the big Ben of all clocks what then motivates you to be like, what's next in terms of my side hustle? Oh, wow, that's a real big question. Um, I think what what really drives me and pushes me to achieve more is the fact that I'm, I'm, I'm never happy um, with with my final product. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm pleased, I'm proud, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm never, I, I never feel like I'm static. I never feel like, oh, yeah, job done. And, and you know, sort of congratulate myself, pat on the back. Um, and have a brew and just you know think yeah I'm done now. It's it's a case of right, brilliant, that was fantastic. Right, what's next? What's next? What can I achieve next? Have a look out there and you know try and try and be cheeky, sending emails, especially with photography. Because sometimes um, you know I managed to meet Jurgen Klopp um, when Liverpool played a friendly against Chester because I'd given um, Chester a couple of images for their social media when their photographer wasn't there um, and. And as as a repayment, they they allowed me to photograph Chester v Liverpool, and I had the opportunity to meet Jurgen Klopp, which is fantastic. So, you know, it's really really important for people of multiple industries, to be honest, to to sort of network and get to know each other. Like like with yourself, Sean, um, you know, you you knew, you met me through a club that you played for. I photographed them, and you know, me and you got chatting, uh, and I've done some photography for your for your bar and some other bits for you, haven't I? So it's you know, it's it's it's, it's always always good to you know, network and meet new people um, and see where you go. Yeah. It's massive. It's massive. And this leads to my next question. Mm. What's to come in terms of 2020 and 21 for Josh Pierce's side hustle? Oh, well, yeah, I'm actually, um, so as well as salad sports photography, um, which I'm, I'm growing constantly at the minute, obviously, because 
we're all in a little bit of an isolation and all sort of crawling the walls a little bit. Uh, I'm redeveloping things and re, 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 just tweaking things on my website and things. So, um, you know, just just small little things. So, but in terms of the the longer and the um, the longer goals, sorry, um, long term goals rather, it's it's all about launching myself as a uh, as a photographer to get to do more weddings, portraits, um, newborn shoots, and things like that because. It's, it's something I've done, but it's never something I've really advertised. Um, so for people to still continue to ask me to do all this stuff is fantastic. It just shows that they, you know, that people are liking what I'm doing, which is, which is a really nice feeling. Um, so that's, that's going to be um, something I, I'd love to launch uh, within the next month or so. Um, and in terms of sad sports, I want to keep, uh, uh, keep plugging away at all the grassroots clubs in this area uh, and just help them fundraise yeah. because, you know, I, I did a, um, a club recently and we managed to raise over £500 for that club and just, and then it, and it cost, it didn't even cost them a penny, which which is remarkable because yeah. if, you know, just by going in, taking a few photos, me doing my thing, I've just gone, yeah, perfect, there you go, thank you very much. Oh, and here's £500, by the way, for your club to invest in the future. But then, but then this is when I see, like I see on Twitter and stuff, it's not for people listening, it's not the fact that you've just got, fundraising pounds you've created a package that benefits one obviously you two yeah. benefits a club and then they, you both win then so you're literally lifting everyone up but it's not a case of saying oh i'll come take pictures you pay a price see you later you've gone away and come up with your own strategy that if you take this amount of pictures or they buy into this everyone wins yeah. a lot which takes a lot of like credit sometimes where people just think oh this is what's what, but you've gone away and created this package that both people win. So that's credit to yourself. For that. Yeah. No, thank you, mate. And it, it's, it's, it's a product that, you know, because of the good value for money, I think this club ended up with, well, each, each parent bought images. I think they ended up with like 23 or 24 images for 25 pounds, which if you're talking other professional photographers, you're talking hundreds of hundreds of pounds for the same amount of images and the same quality. Um, but, yeah. and so, it, you know, and I'm more, I'm more likely to get the return business next year, which is obviously, you know, the biggest compliment for me in this industry is if people keep coming back to you. And I, I suppose I suppose that's with any any sort of industry and business, really. If these people keep coming back to you, you must be doing something right. So keep going with that yeah. um, and just keep plugging away at others as well. So then this leads to my next part of I've now seen that you are becoming a role model. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been it's been crazy because without realizing it, um, there's been a few people have contacted me over these last last two years. I think where I've noticed a real big shift uh, in people asking me for advice um, and going, "Oh, what camera should I buy? Oh, I love your photography work. I love your sports work. You know, what, how can I get involved or what lenses and stuff?" Um, so I've actually in, over the last few days um, created a little WhatsApp group with all these uh, with lots of other photographers. Um, who, who you know, it's good, just good, good, just good to talk with colleagues. Um, yeah, in that environment, just being the same environment of like everyone knows what they're talking about, it just pushes everyone, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And it, you know, it can be quite a lonely industry because you know, if you're doing um, pitch side work, you know, you're, you're just sat there on your own. You, you travel to the games on your own, and it can be quite lonely at times, especially if, especially if the game is quite boring. You know, you just sat there taking images of quite quite a dull game, not a lot happening. Um, so you know, it, it can be quite a lonely industry to work in. 
Um, but no, networking with other photographers on social media has been fantastic for me because I've, I've learned off them, they've learned off me. And, you know, to get people um, saying I've inspired them to pick up a camera is just, well, it's just an amazing feeling, really. I never, ever thought I'd reach the day where I'd ever, that would ever happen. And to be honest, I never thought, I've never even thought about that uh, up until, you know, people have started asking me and, and telling me that. Yeah. It was just, yeah, it's just an absolute, it's a feeling like no other just to think that I've inspired someone to pick up a camera and want to do it. It's just, it's unbelievable. So this networking of that you've started in terms of this WhatsApp, would you think of then now creating one on Facebook and then letting more people in on a wider range and not, I'm guessing it might be a smaller personal one, but is there possibilities of you joining bigger ones to then bring back to your smaller group to just see what's happening there or what are people's thoughts on this and that? And then obviously if you're in that environment and talking, like if you talk to me about cameras, I don't know anything, but <laughs> if you're in that environment, it's, it might be, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there, there are a few um, uh, forums on Facebook and things like that um, with non, for non-league photographers and football league ones, um, you know, and, and it's just really good to see what other work people are out there. Cause it, it really pushes you and inspires you. And if you see an image in an angle or something that's different, to something that you've produced and you go, oh yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that one actually. And you try it, but you do your, put your own little personal touch onto it and you manage to pull it off. And it's just, yeah, it's just a really, really good feeling because, you know, being surrounded by colleagues and, you know, in the WhatsApp group or on Facebook or Twitter, um, it just really helps push you and motivate you to become better. Um, but it would be really easy for some people to go, oh, I can't produce that kind of work. Oh, there's no point in doing it. But there's, you, you can't think like that because at the end of the day, you know, we're all on a learning journey. We're all trying to improve. We're all trying to get better. And we're just all at different stages of our career, no matter what age you start, because the beautiful thing about photography is you can, you can pick up a camera when you're 50, 60, 70 years old and start, or you can do it when you're 13, 14, like I did when I was really lucky. Um, so, you know, it, it's a, it's a really, really good, good way of, you know, of just meeting new people as well. And um, like I say, it's just, you can just do it at any age, which makes photography fantastic. Yeah. That's great. So moving on to our last part yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you a few questions. Um, it's a game that I play with all my guests, which is one thing. So I ask you one thing and you just give me the answer and we'll see how we get on. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, this is the bit I'm dreading. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Yeah. One thing you need in photographic. Well, oh, I don't want to be bored and just say the camera, but um you know the the most important thing when you're photographing is just having a creative eye just just to see something a little bit different um so my most popular shot is a, a print i do of the race course ground it's it's not of any well there's there's a game being played i think it was against Tramway rovers years ago um and it's of four people on deck chairs uh in the in the cop stand which for those who who know about it it's they, they'll know it's um a derelict stand which no one's allowed in um so yeah, so to have the eye to take that photograph um, when there was another like ten photographers next to me, um, you know, it's it's all about seeing what's different. So yeah, I definitely see, I definitely say a creative eye is what's needed in photography. Okay, like it. One thing you've learned about yourself this year. Oh, that's tough um, because my my life circumstances have changed quite a bit over the last uh, six seven months. I've I've moved in with a partner and her two-year-old. So I think, you know, the biggest thing I've, I've learned about myself 
um, is that I can be an amazing stepdad and make this little little human laugh and pick her up when she cries and she's absolutely changed my life for the better. Um, who, yeah, I've seen your video with um, <laughs> her shooting. She couldn't prove her shooting, but I've seen that. And you acting like you're in a game. <laughs> yeah, it's all about all about those little little bits, isn't it? And, you know, just having a bit of a laugh. Um, but no, to be honest, I think she deliberately missed the goal to try and aim at me. Um, so I, the brain was just quite off. It just went about an inch to the side of my face. So I think she's got a good solid left foot. But no, um, you know, and my partner, she she pushes and motivates me all the time because she's a creative writer um, who's just come yeah. leaps and bounds over the last um, six to 12 months. And so, you know, one thing I couldn't live without is probably, I'd say, my family. But that's really cheesy, isn't it? But it's so true. Yeah. Yeah, mate. It's just, that support of network behind is the driving force. It's crazy. It's when you don't obviously because you don't talk about it. A lot of people don't talk about it, but without that, you're not pretty much. You know what I mean? It's a it's a lonely road in a way, and that driver just having a support network. Yeah, if as you said, your partner, your stepdaughter, and stuff. It's massive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Even I, to- I think you know they they've really really pushed and driven me. Um, so my partner's got so much faith in everything I do and you know she's she's not shy to tell me no Josh that's not a good idea that's not one of your best and you know she'll just absolutely hammer my work for me and or if I write anything she'll go no that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong and it's it's yeah. about surrounding yourself with people like that who aren't afraid to tell you no that's not great or or you know be constructive about things because without that I definitely don't think I would have achieved what I've achieved in the last 12 months or so yeah, that's great, mate. Great here, not cringy. Um, <laughs> so, one thing you're looking forward to in the next two weeks? Oh, well, there's not a lot on, really, is there? <laughs> um, these next two weeks, I think... Maybe maybe a new headset for um, your call centre, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the call centre for the March's parents, eh? Um, no, I'm, I'm just really looking forward, to, you know, just to spending a little bit more time with with my two girls more, more so than I would um, during a normal working week and weekend. Uh, I feel really lucky to be around them at the minute. Um, I'm really just enjoying being at home with them, even though I'm working. Um, I yeah. just, you know, we can go out with the garden for half an hour, an hour or whatever, and just, just spending time with the family and, you know, just just being having that extra time to, to call my grandparents and the rest of my family. You know, I'm just really enjoying that contact time with them. So I think after all this thing with the coronavirus is settling down, I think that's definitely something I'm going to look to to try and maintain as best as I can, is that just that contact time with my family. So that's what I'd say I'm looking forward to the most, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, mate. One camera you want? Oh, well, if if, uh, if money was no object, it'd be the Nikon D5. It's it's just a top, top camera. Um, but I'd actually, if you went to say, well, if you said to me, you can get any piece of uh, camera equipment at all. It would actually be a lens because uh, lenses are actually worth more money than cameras um, if you get the top stuff. So I'd definitely go with a, a 400 millimeters 2.8, which means probably nothing to many people listening, but we're talking about a 6,000 pound lens. So if anyone was, you know, is looking to spend a bit of cash on, on a complete random weather I've heard on a podcast, I'd definitely go for that, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll get I'll get back to you if anyone has got one on. <laughs> if anyone's just got a spare one hide around or you know, yeah. down the side of their sofa, just give us a shout. I'll take it off your hands. No worries. So one person 
that you'd like to work with or that inspires you in this field that you're in? Oh, see, there's uh, at the minute I've got three, um, three photographers. I want one. Oh, I know. I want one. All right, all right. Uh, I'll probably go um, a bloke who called Carl Racine. He's he's probably one of the most creative um, sports photographers that I've I've ever seen. You know, his work consistently is just breathtaking. It's just it just it's, it inspires me every time I see some images from him. Um, so you know, just by following him on Twitter and seeing his work, that's motivated me to be a bit more creative myself and just to push myself a bit more and just be like, no, I want a bit, I want to do a bit of that. I want to do it's that. always, yeah, it's always good to mould yourself around something that's doing really well and like kind of not obviously not copying it, but following the same guidelines of how they've set their things up on social media, webs, all that kind of thing because it just goes to another level of just growth. Do you know what I mean? It's like if you're playing in the conference, what they do in the conference compared to what they do in the premiership in terms of trying to copy a certain schedule. It's oh, just, yeah, it just sure. improves you. Oh, for sure, for sure. So um, another example of, what I've, of something similar to that is um, when I've done media works for clubs. So say like the one where I met you at St. Martin's um, and, um, you know, for which Hallport, another local football club, um, you know, I've aimed to take their social media content in terms of graphic design and videos and things, you know, to at least three, four leagues above, which I, I look back now at the stuff yeah. I've created. Um, I can, you know, I, my, I can help hold my head high and think, yeah, I've actually achieved that for those clubs. So I'm really, really proud of the work that I've produced for those local teams. Yeah, definitely. Decent, mate. So, and the last part of all my podcasts, <laughs> so many I've done other than two, um, <laughs> The question is, what is life, Josh Pierce? What is life? Oh, well, life to me personally, um, it's about pushing yourself and taking yourself out of your comfort zone because as soon as you're comfortable, that's when life becomes boring. Um, so if you're if you're comfortable in life right now and you think, oh, yeah, I've got a good idea, but oh, I'm just not sure, just jump, just do it. You just never know where it's going to take you. Because you you don't want to get to 50, 60, 70 years old and just be like, oh, yeah, I do wish I tried that. Um, and that's that's what motivates me um, is, is to go, no, I, I do want to push this. I do want to chase this dream of being a full-time photographer much, much harder, much, you know, and to just to get there. Um, because I don't want to go to, you know, when I'm retiring, just think, oh, actually, no, I wish I stuck out a bit longer. I will only give up when I know it's absolutely impossible to achieve. But no, that, that, that to me is what life is. It's, it's, it's all about getting yourself out of that comfort zone and, you know, just, just setting yourself targets and goals and just, just keep pushing, keep growing, keep developing, and just, just, you know, just make yourself happy at the same time. Don't, don't wear yourself out with things. Uh, don't stress too much because at the end of the day, in, in six to eight weeks' time, you might even forget what you're stressing about today. Um, but no, just, just, just make yourself happy. Make others around you happy and the rest will follow. Yeah, mate, and it's that it's that the thing like um, you go and do a business or you try something and you do it for a day. It's better than not doing nothing at all. And it's it's also like a book that I read and it says about just being one percent better every day, no matter what that is. Sometimes if that's in business, relationships, health, whatever, just try and work on that one percent of improving because um, every day it just it'll get you where you want to be. Yeah, absolutely. And if that's sitting on the sofa, so be it. But if you're happy, you're happy, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're happy, you know, in your routine and it makes you, and you, you think you've 
you fulfilled your life and fantastic well done i congratulate you on that um but if you know you've got people listening to to this podcast which i imagine you've got quite a few people who will be listening to this and and just think no i want to develop i want to grow just do it absolutely hammer that research and just and just keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing because you know you just don't know where you're going to end up in five years time you hey you might get lucky you might be on a yacht you might be on Malusi airwaves at some point <laughs> i love it mate and on that yeah. note happy days thank you very much for your no, time mate you on. keep keep being a role model <laughs> to people starting in the game to your family and i hope all the oh, best i appreciate you, mate. it mate and to you I'll, I'll catch up with you soon yeah mate see you later sure, sure.